Oh, everybody, I'm so glad you're here with us today. JP's Political Matrix coming at you. Everybody got your red pill? You uh, lathered up in red lotion? I love it. We're going to talk Trump. We're going to talk polls. We're going to talk debate coming up with the BP. Right. Ryan, thank you for being on the board today, producing the show. Good to be here, as always. It just wouldn't be Senior. the same. Wouldn't be the same without you. Uh, wouldn't be the same without you. And, well, you're right. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be anything without me, right? Well, that, yeah. It says JP at the beginning of the show. And that's me. And that's well, you. I tell you what. Let's jump right in. We've got some good stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about our amazing president. He is absolutely the most resilient guy I know. He went in on a Friday with some covid action going on inside possibly as long. We don't know the whole story, but what we do know is that Donald Trump went to the hospital and decided that uh, that was the best thing to do. They wanted to play it. So Walter Reed Medical Center up there in Washington, uh, Bethesda, Maryland, is it, I think? I believe so. Yep. Well, he went in and uh, just top-notch care there, and they are they are fantastic, those physicians. So he went in, I think he may have you know, had a little bit of shortness of breath starting and just thought, you know, let's be prudent. And everybody agrees that that's what, what you should do. I mean, that's what a lot of people have done. And our, our, our response to this COVID-19 has come so far, so fast. And by the way, that's because of deregulation. Everybody, do not, rem- do not forget that. Deregulation is what allowed what we just witnessed to happen. And it's a miracle, absolute miracle. Listen to this. Donald Trump, our amazing president, who just can't stop working and fighting for us, went in on Friday. They get him, I think maybe they give him some oxygen or whatnot, but which is prudent. I mean, good grief. I don't care if he needed it or not. Give it to him anyway. I see the NFL players on the sidelines taking oxygen. Good grief. Give it to the president of the United States and let him just breathe freely, right? Anyway, because the reason I said that is because people... Oh, my gosh. They were complaining. Oh, he's on oxygen. He's, you know, oh, he's dead. I mean, he's going down. Uh, Crazy. So we have gone so far so fast due to deregulation, due to uh, right to try, due to all this other stuff that, that, that the pharmaceutical companies have been able, they've been unleashed. And they have so much creative power. They have so much experience. They have so much... That, but they have been chained down in the history of, of pharmaceuticals in America. That they've had to, they've they've had years and years and years of of different uh, hurdles. They've had to to jump over and and just they've had to you know just so much regulation to get through and red tape bureaucracy that, that, that it moved as a, at a snail's pace. Now fast forward, here we are, 2020. Donald Trump's deregulated just so much regulation is gone just gone he goes in to walter reed on friday here we are monday evening i'm doing the show it's dropping on tuesday here we are three days later and donald trump says i feel better than i did 20 years ago and he's arrived this evening back at the white house it's just an absolute miracle of medicine modern medicine that we've witnessed he's gone in at as as a 74 year old prime candidate for what the world thinks is a death sentence for you covid-19 and he's gone in and 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 modern medicine has absolutely worked its um, um, amazing uh, miracle on Donald Trump and he's out 3 days later at the white house Walter Reed Medical Center. 
And it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders. And I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. I went, I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. We have the greatest country in the world. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. But don't let it dominate your lives. Get out there. Be careful. We have the best medicines in the world, and it all happened very shortly, and they're all getting approved, and the vaccines are coming momentarily. Thank you very much. And Walter Reed, what a group of people. Thank you very much. Wow, what a class act. So he comes out. Remember, he's a 74-year-old grandfather. He's in great condition, though, great shape. He's taking care of himself. He's never smoked. He's never drank. He's never taken drugs. Okay? This guy, our president has been literally, I think, just uh, he, he just for such a time as now. This man was built for this. He, he's, he's recovered from this so quickly, like a 25-year-old. He is back at work. But remember, he's a 74-year-old. He's a grandfather. He's, a, he's got children. He left a successful business to come do this. He, gets, he, he donates, and he's donated over a million dollars already of his salary that anyone else, including Barack Hussein Obama, took every year that he was in the presidency. He got rich off of it. Well, Donald Trump, it's cost him money, and he's been just totally berated and destroyed in the media, in the press, and I think people, I know people are waking up. I'm done thinking. I know they're waking up. But so here he is. He's all this. You've got to remember, and here he is. The first thing he does, gets back to the White House, and he just puts out a video and says, listen, I had to do what I had to do. I knew it was going to be tough. I knew I had to go in. Go in. I knew I had to be seen about, but I knew we had the best medicine, and I had faith in that, and I trusted the system, and here I am. I'm back at work. And by the way, we all saw the video of him at Walter Reed in the the presidential suite that they have set up doing work on the phone, video conferences, whatever that is, working hard for America. And again, doing it absolutely for free, doing all of this for free, being destroyed mentally for free. I bet you 99.9%, which is about the recovery rate of COVID-19, of Americans couldn't handle one day in the presidency the way this guy's handled four years of just lies and besmirchment. Besmirchment, yes, I besmirch, believe. Besmirch. <laughs> I wanted to use a two-cent word, so I, I went over two-cent, though, and I went to five-cent word, besmirchment. Wow. I don't know. Check it. That's why you listen so, to this guy. Everybody right. subscribe if you haven't. Can't Make sure to subscribe. It. I'm sure I've heard my grandfather use that word someday. In the last, you know. So the guy has been destroyed. We know this. And it's been awful to watch because he's a grandpa, man. He's a dad. He's a president. He's a leader. And he's leading. And he just absolutely led through 
a COVID bout that took him three days. Now, I just want everyone to think for a moment. What do you think would happen if Joe Biden got COVID-19? Do you think he would be back at work three days later? I mean, he, he hasn't recovered yet from waking up this morning. So how would he recover from COVID-19 when every day at around noon or 2 o'clock they put a lid on him, sometimes 9 o'clock in the morning, and they say, go back to bed, Joe. We've changed you. We've bathed you. Get back to bed. We'll talk again tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day, Joe. We'll be at it tomorrow. We'll talk to America tomorrow. Good night, Joe. So, yeah, talking about Joe Biden being able to overcome COVID-19. I just don't think his odds are really that great. Ryan, you, you seem to have a thought on this. What is it? I do have a thought as you were talking, actually. I couldn't help but put together the the timing of all this. He was literally at Walter Reed Medical Center for three days uh-huh. and three nights. So we're getting a little bit of the sign of Jonah here in a bizarre way. It's I'm not saying it's anything prophetic or anything, but it is just wild that he gets this disease right. that is feared by so many. And to a lot of people, it's like a death sentence. If They think it's a death sentence if you're mm-hmm. over 70. And they see him essentially go in three days and three, na- three nights later, you know, comes back out it, and he's better. It's it's point. incredible. It's it, that is a great point. And and what he said in his video too, though, giving America the solstice to relax. Don't let this dominate you. America has allowed this pandemic. I don't. Even, I hate calling it that because the numbers, when you look at it versus real pandemics, is it's not. It's just not there. Not like what we have seen, 65 million with swine flu. I mean, we have not seen those kind of numbers. But all that being said, he's come out and he said, hey, three days, three nights, great point, Ryan. And he has come out, he's defeated it as a 74-year-old man. And he's. we saw him throughout the process and it was so quick. It's almost, uh, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, this is not what the media has sold us. Once again, we've been given a bunch of, pack of lies and Donald Trump went in to prove for uh, for the whole world what's fact and what's fiction he is literally separating the wheat from the chaff right now he is say, saying these liars I know firsthand and do you know what that does it it neuters these people who are absolutely just ravenous animals and but it neuters them to the point where they can no longer come in unless they've had COVID and discuss it with such authority as him the president of the United States now has authority to now discuss it and now make absolutely grounded decisions based on what he has experienced firsthand. I just think that that's, that's awesome. I think it's great. I think it gave him more ammunition. I think it's working against them. Now, Joe's got to worry because he's never had it. He doesn't have you know immune T cells. He doesn't have built-up immunity. He doesn't have herd immunity. He's been in his basement. The only thing he's immune to is probably a flea bite from some of his cats. But other than that, I mean, he's, you know, he may swell up, itch a little, but he's not going to die from that. But COVID-19, he still has to battle that someday. I mean, they're saying, hey, it's not if, it's when. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. So, yeah, I mean, here we go into flu season. So, I don't know. I, I love his video. I love that he came back strong. I love that he came out and said, do not be afraid. America, do not let this dominate you any longer. I'm here as witness. We have the best medicine. We have the best care. We are on the forefront of this, and we're battling it. Yeah, it's a pandemic. Yeah, it's re- it's real. I get it. It's a real disease, and it can hurt you. 
So can the flu. So can driving to the grocery store. But we cannot live in fear. Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. So we're talking polls, all right? And they're not all bad. I know that you're, you're being fed a bunch more lies when it comes to these polls. You're seeing things. You're not sure what to believe, what's true. And you're having cold sweats. And you're waking up at night remembering what happened in 2016. It's like, what? This is Groundhog Day. It's all over again. Hillary actually is the one waking up in sweats. It's her husband, Bill, who's waking up with sweats. That's what it is. Anyway, because he's got the whole world looking at him, too, with the whole Epstein. Anyway, you know he didn't hang himself, right? So that's totally beside the point. But I come back. I digress. Here I am talking about polls. These polls are absolutely a joke. Once again, we're being lied to, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are being lied to. They are saying Joe Biden is ahead in the polls, and we are not buying it. No, we're not. No, we are not. In fact, I'm going to read to you uh, from uh, Sunday Express political editor David Maddox. He had an article, came out, uh, actually, it was updated today, Monday, um, October 5th, and U.S. election poll, Trump beating Biden despite being hospitalized with COVID. (laughs) Are you ready for this? So the Monthly Democracy Institute Sunday Express poll for the presidential election shows that Mr. Trump is still on course for victory with 46% of the popular support compared to his Democratic rival Joe Biden's 45%. I still think... Personally, I'm coming out of the poll for a second. These, I don't believe these numbers. I think people are still reluctant to give uh, real information, good data. I think that they're either hanging up or those, or or they're just saying, yeah, yeah, he's doing okay. Because they don't want their house to be, you know, just lit on fire or somebody come and, and key their cars or egg their house or whatever. So I don't believe people are as strong on the phone responding to these polls as real life people are. And uh, they're, they're excited. The silent majority is ready to rock, go to the polls, and, and they're going to take three people with them, right? Everybody, three people at least. All right, back into the poll. It reads, however, his overall lead has dropped by two points since the last poll in September. That would be Donald Trump. The poll was completed after the news broke that President Trump and his wife, Melania, have been infected by COVID-19. But 68% said the illness would not affect their vote, while 19% said they were more likely to support Trump and only 13% less likely. Almost two-thirds said they felt sympathy and concern for the president, while 38% said him getting the disease was karma in an indication of the current divisive nature of U.S. politics. Obviously, who's a 30 percent that really says, oh, he deserved it. Karma. What a joke. I mean, these people are sick. Crucially, back to the poll. Crucially, Mr. Trump's lead in key swing states, including Florida, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, remains at 4 percent by 47 percent to 43 percent. This gives a projected electoral college split of 320 to Trump and 218 to Biden. Does that sound familiar? 
I mean, that is right in the ballpark. We are we are living 2016 all over again. But the 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 news media that you're all listening to is going to absolutely tell you that Biden's up 14 points, 17 points. It's just one lie after another. I don't believe them. Don't you believe them either? While other polls, back to this story, while other polls have Biden ahead, which we've seen, the Democracy Institute, which correctly predicted Brexit and Trump's win in 2016. Do you realize that? Brexit was over when the UK said, okay, enough of this Euro stuff. I'm out of here. We're out of, the, we're out of this European Union. We're out of here. We're going to become our own deal again. Our, our money, everything, we're pulling it out. Okay, they predicted the result of Brexit, and it was they, 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 the people got what they wanted with Brexit over there, right? Trump's victory in 2016, Democracy Institute called it. So back to the story. Only the Democracy Institute predicted Brexit and Trump's win in 2016 only considers people who identify as likely voters rather than all registered voters and they also ask about the so-called shy vote. Not exactly sure what the shy vote is, but it's probably folks that are shy. They don't want to talk about it, right? They call it the Tory effect. The shy Tory effect kind of goes back to the revolution of people not wanting to admit that they're not in favor of the revolution and still in favor of the crown. It's that kind of... I'm, well, I'm, I'm shy. You know why? Because they'll come and burn your house down. <laughs> people are crazy right now so i think there are more shy folks out there than ever before so that really discounts all of these polls that we're seeing uh with the with the with the news media you know the drive-by media as russ says meaning they drive by they shoot a story at you and they ruin your life and then drive off and that's what they do and then they leave everything all that demolition left behind from what they put in the news and created all this strife and uprising and whatnot. And it's all just left there to burn and to find its way back to some sort of normalcy. But the media is long gone onto the next lie onto the next story. They're the drive by media. Bop, 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 bop. Boom story, drop the bomb, throw a grenade, get out of there. And whatever's left, you know, if it was your family that was attacked or if it was that police officer, it's up to him and his family and his life. He's got to pull himself up by the bootstraps. He's got to go figure out how to put it all back together. The media is long gone. So we know we're being lied to. And I'm glad you guys are all awake. Because you've got to. You've got to wake up. Uh, you, you, you cannot get down or disappointed. If you've seen what's going on in social media with all of the flotillas, we've covered that. We uh, with all the other uh, uh, car rallies, whatever that is. And then you see Jill Biden and about three or four cars driving down the road. Meep, meep, and they've got a little Biden Harris sticker on the window. And that's about it. And then you've got 2000 vehicles cruising down in L.A. What? It's not supposed to happen. Not in L.A. New York, downtown New York this week. There were cars all over. There was a whole rally, a whole massive number of cars with Trump support flags everywhere blocking between like 53rd and whatever downtown Manhattan driving over all the Black Lives Matter murals I painted on the ground probably probably just unbelievable the support that's the anecdotal evidence that we're watching that's the reality of our world we're seeing these things happen and we're not seeing the other things that they're predicting that are going to happen we're not seeing evidence of any of that we're not seeing anyone show up at his 
his his uh, rallies, if you call them that, they're they're more like fireside chats there are a few people around a fire maybe i don't know but uh, i think bernie sanders had a rally and there were 25 people there and, and sitting inside of hula hoops and they were all just kumbaya i guess but there was no 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 25,000 people i've yet to see it i haven't seen that at all and if you recall harris kamala harris was one of the first to bow out and had the least amount of support in the democratic primary so that is uh, something else we're going to keep an eye on as we begin to, uh, in just a moment, talk about the debates, but back to the back to this story, uh, um, uh, other controversies appeared uh, to have little impact on the election, with around eight in ten voters saying that the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court has changed their position. Although Trump got more favorable support, twelve percent, than unfavorable nine percent. So basically, it was a good thing, Amy Coney Barrett. That's a good thing. Everybody realizes how strong she is, how stable she is, what kind of a constitutional conservative person that she a uh, judge justice that she's going to to be. She's going to be amazing. I, I cannot wait for her to sit on the bench. And I really do hope that and, and pray that they get their act together. Even with all this covid nonsense going around that they get her approved the Senate. I'm really hoping Mitch McConnell can pull that together and do what he said he was going to do and get this done before the election. Every indication is that he is. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I think well, he's going to do it. I, I, I do too. I do. I do. I think everybody's battling him. But you know you know what? It's gone silent. How, how much have you heard recently about Amy Coney Barrett? How much? How much? It, I don't even hear her name. They have nothing. They have nothing to go after her on. Brett Kavanaugh was neck deep in allegation at this point. She has nothing. They she have adopted nothing. children. She adopted children from Haiti. I know. Can you wow. believe it? Unbelievable. You? That right there's oh, disqualify her now. Now. It's unbelievable. They are psycho crazy. And uh she she ha- they have nothing against her. She is if there's ever been a uh, an opportunity to uh push somebody or allow somebody through the system uh, in under 45, which is more than ample amount of time, which they have done, by the way. Um, we, we've talked about that, the history of America, where somebody actually was confirmed in uh, in one day, you know, uh, nominated and approved same day. That has happened in the history of the United States. And uh, if anybody, she she's the one. She would be it, too. She would be a great uh, candidate for that. So we will watch closely and to see if Mitch McConnell can pull it together and get her through. By the way, our president's term doesn't end at three years or three and a half years. Did you know he still has another month and a half or two months after the election? In fact, two months. So he's got all of November after the third and he's got all of December. So people think things end November 3rd. I don't know what they're talking about. We could gain the Senate, the House and the presidency. And I guarantee you the Democrats are not going to be like, oh, well, here, let us. uh, It ended November 4th. Here, take power. Nope. They're going to fight until January 7th or whenever he takes over or whenever the Senate changes hands or whenever the House and the Speaker changes hands, whatever that looks like. Lord willing, we get all three, and this country can be saved and establish its roots, conservative roots, godly roots, back in place, and it will take generations for them to cut those loose if that is ever even allowed to happen again. Amen. I'm telling you, hopefully and prayerfully, we get her in. 
So we have a debate coming up, and it's between Kamala Harris and our Vice President Mike Pence. I don't have a ton of high expectations. I mean, I, I believe it's going to be a more like a, a civil debate than what we experienced with Chris Wallace and uh, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. I think that we will see uh, Mike Pence most likely uh, think about it. He's up there. He is a, a conservative gentleman, and I mean that gentleman, and he is a Christian man, and he's going to be respectful of Kamala Harris, who's probably one of the most disrespectful people on the planet, and uh, why Joe Biden never picked her when she was probably one of the ugliest to him in the whole on the whole stage uh, during their their uh, presidential debates. So she's going to debate Mike Pence, and. Mike Pence is going to most likely respond, and I suspect uh, he's going to respond very gentlemanlike. That's just in him. And he's got a little bit of Washington in him, and he's kind of the old school. You know, people elected Trump, you know, they loved Mike Pence as, as the off, offset to him, but they did not necessarily like how Pence handles himself because he just doesn't have that killer instinct. And people love that. People want a fighter. They want a fighter. And I'm hoping everybody... Now, it's hard. Listen, when you're an older gentleman, you've been raised, you've been in politics, you've done what you've done, and here you are. You know, you can't... It's like you're not going to change somebody. You know, they are who they are. It's tough to change them and how they respond or how they act or how they were raised. You know, what did his mom and dad teach him about respect? I bet you he respects and loves his wife. I bet he loves his children and cares for them well. I bet he's a great dad. And I bet you that uh, Mike Pence is probably one of the most respectful people in Washington. And I bet you he's most, one of the most respected people in Washington. And like Amy Coney Barrett, there's probably very few things people say about Mike Pence that are bad. He's just that kind of guy. He's a clean cut Midwest kind of guy. And people love that about him. The only downside is we don't get the fighter. He's not going to take Kamala Harris to task the way that Donald Trump would. And I, 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 I don't know what will come of that. It might allow those people that think, you know, oh, this is, you know, that the other debate, it may, may whitewash some of that out of their minds when they see uh, Pence sharing more, most likely, of what had the accomplishments have been. Maybe he's going to carry the water. Trump's going to be the fighter. And he's got to fight Chris Wallace. He's got to fight Joe Biden. But maybe, just maybe, Mike Pence is going to carry the water for the ticket as far as getting the word out what is what the accomplishments have been and what you can expect in the second term. And I hope he talks about the platinum plan. I hope he talks for, you know, for the African-American community that Donald Trump loves so much and cares for. And the Blexit is absolutely going to be rewarded for pursuing Donald Trump and pursuing a second term with him because he is on, he is, he, they are on the radar. He is there to help. He can fix things and he can fix things in their community. And man, it is a, it's going to be a law and order ticket. They're going to clean the streets back up. Yeah, it's going to take some doing, but it's not going to happen under Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We know that. Mm -mm. But we do know that I believe that this coming debate Wednesday night between these two, Vice President Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, 
I do believe that you're going to see him really, really share the accomplishments of the Trump-Pence ticket and what they've done over the last four years. And I think he has a real opportunity here to come strong because if he shows the kind of strength, then people start thinking, holy cow, we got two for one. Whoa, we got this guy and we got Donald Trump. We know Donald Trump's up there fighting, fighting for us. He just fought COVID. He, he's right here. He's fighting for us. He's, he's, he's everywhere. Donald Trump, President Trump is everywhere. He really is. You turn, you turn over here. He's there. He's responding to this. He's over here working on that. He's this president is the number. Uh, he is the best president we've ever had. Bar none. He is a fighter. He can respond. He doesn't just lay down and roll over. And man, I'm excited because Pence is going to bring forth everything that the noise covered up that Donald Trump was not able to get to. Donald Trump's going to be covered up. They're going to try to do that to him. That's what the rallies are for. He's going to come strong there. But I do believe Mike Pence in a more formal arena is going to be able to share exactly what they've accomplished and what they're going to do and why socialism and communism are bad ideas. I hope they go there, Ryan. I hope they go there and I hope they're talking about that. I hope they're bringing to light the the absurdity that we fought communism. We f- have fought socialism and the bad side of it. Yeah. Wait till, wait till all these journalists, huh? Let's say we do go communist as a country. Yeah. You know, who's going to be the first one to go? The journalist. They're the first ones. I'm not saying they'll behead them, but they're going to put them in jail. They'll take them. All their stuff will be gone. Be complete uh, government controlled everything. You won't own land. You'll be told what you can make. You'll be given all your taxes, all your money away. Creativity goes in the toilet because no incentive for anybody to do anything. Anyway, we're going to have a whole show on that at one point. We're going to get together, Ryan. We're going to talk about that. Maybe on Crosstalk we get together. We discuss absolutely. Uh, It's another one of our shows. We're all uh, um, a lot of the hosts get together and we just talk about different things, especially when they're so hot right now with uh, the debates and whatnot. We'll be doing an episode of Crosstalk coming up this week and we'll be uh, talking most likely uh, post-debate, which I'm excited. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right, Ryan, that Mike Pence carries the water. I think he's going to do great. For the ticket. I really do. Okay, guys, so go to cgmradio.com and subscribe to JP's Political Matrix. Check out all the other shows. We are so glad you tuned in. Um, Looking forward to seeing you guys either on Crosstalk or next Tuesday on the next JP's Political Matrix. Godspeed, everybody. Godspeed.